Is this John Zanis? Is this actually him? Does he have audio? He's back. <laughs> no, he's talk. working on it. No, I think he's doing that. <laughs> he's doing, I knew it. <laughs> something, something, oh, Jalen Brown. Have we have we gotten to bash Jalen yet or no? We haven't mentioned Jalen. We, dude, we've to be honest, John. This I blacked out the first eight minutes of this show. I don't know. Joe Sway was in and out. We're going. We're going all over the place. But it it looks bad right now. Quick, what I'm, what I'm walking into feels wrong. Feels bad. But it is we, bad. We, it is we bad. can turn the ship around, right? We look like a bunch of we. To be honest, we look like a bunch of we look like the Boston Celtics in the fourth quarter tonight. Is what we look like. Like the the performance is carried over to the podcast. So you guys happening. didn't. You guys like the Celtics didn't score a point for like eight minutes. You guys didn't We're, make it. You guys didn't make any points for like the first eight minutes. We we tried to get into the <laughs> lack of timeouts uh, on the final play of the game. We briefly talked about um, just the collapse in general um but no we i would say that we've been sort of a little bit all over herky jerky here uh, to start things off okay ready here we go here's what we're going to talk about what are we going to talk about first of all we're going to start at the end we have to start at the end of this game i'm going to start all over well uh, here's the thing i'm going to I'm not doing this to be contrarian. The Golden State game, I hated every single minute of it except for the fact that they won. I liked a lot about this game. I really did. Like, I liked that the fact, I mean, they're down four freaking of their, you know, seven or eight best players. Uh, I mean, that's even Miami without Butler. This game is an absolute L. There's no way you win this game, right? And they were winning it for most of it. Uh, you got good stuff. You got a great Derek White game. Tatum was perfect. He was patient for the first three quarters. He didn't force anything. He was aggressive. He got to the line. He found teammates. He was literally doing everything. It was a great Tatum game. Hauser couldn't shoot at all, but made great plays on defense. Rob came up big. I mean, it wasn't perfect, but... Um, I liked it. Like, this was a great game. They're up 10 in the fourth quarter, down half their team. And then they just completely powered down. So it is really hard to, like, the. It, it is the exact opposite of the Golden State game for me. I was feeling good vibes for, you know, three and a half quarters. And then just, boom. I mean, five points through nine minutes of the fourth quarter. Total freaking shutdown. And that was it, man. Ball game. I mean, and you knew you were playing with house money, right? How many lineups were you going to run out there with, you know, when Tatum wasn't on the floor and be able to get a bucket? You know, when he came back in the game, they just couldn't get it going again there. Lights out. Uh, it was ugly. So the whole team freaking shut down. It's easy to point at like the one Tatum. Yeah, the Tatum pass at the end no, was the a whole disaster. Team shut down. Yeah, I mean that but was the end. They that was shut the down. Team. They shut down. Yeah, I mean, right. so, so it's hard, right? Yeah, it's hard to like get Miami, mad. Yeah. It's not hard Miami's, to get mad. You know why? I'm also, I'm, you know what? You know why it's hard to get mad when you see the players laughing at the end of the game when they're laughing at when when Jason Tatum throws a game-losing turnover, and he's shooting this shit with Bam out of bio after the game. So, yeah, it is kind of hard to get mad. I do hate These that. These guys aren't mad. They don't freaking care, apparently. Joking it up. It's a big fun – it's fun in games, I guess. That's all it is. So, why do we care? Why do we do the show and, and get upset and criticize guys when, I mean, you just blew the game, buddy. What are you laughing about? Go back in the locker room and be sad for a couple minutes. This is Jason Tatum post-game comment. We threw it away. We threw it. We threw it away. 
We threw it. Well, you just said. I mean, oh, that's the thing you hate. You hate in that. the fifteen point, in the fifteen zero run. This, they threw this it away. Tatum knows me. I, I do hate that, and I do hate the smiling after the game. I really do. I hate all of that stuff. Like, save it for after. You know the cameras are rolling. Don't go in there and yuck it up with Bam after you just lost the game. You guys blew a lead and you threw a shit pass. You just blew a over. fifteen. Yeah, like you. Went, yeah, you it's always a bad luck. Wrong end of a fifteen zero run. Like because this of is a winnable game. The way, the way it ended. Yeah. I mean, the way it ended. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, but yeah. I've been madder. That's the point. I'm not just going against the grain here. I really was positive about a lot of what they did tonight. Well, that's Extremely what I was saying earlier. shorthanded on the second night of a back-to-back. I liked so much of what they were doing. And I thought it was a great big boy Tatum game to like, instead of like, I'm going to score 70 tonight because it's the only way we can win, which could have been an approach he took. They were throwing two guys at him all game long. It was literally like a youth league game where the other team only has one good player and the coach basically just plays, you know, just chase that guy around, box in one, whatever it is, the entire defense moves towards the one player and you leave everybody else alone. They basically did that all game long. And Tatum still found a way to get to the line, to score, to get into the paint, to kick the ball out to shooters. I was, I thought it was really impressive. And then it just all went to shit. So that's why it's like hard to get mad, mad. Like it sucked at the end, but like it was going well. And then they just turned into pumpkins. Yeah, dude, it's a whole game. You don't just play well for a thirty. I'm with minutes. you. I'm Who with the you. hell are you? What happened to you? Is this you? I'm just like saying. Weird hologram? I wasn't. I wasn't mad for. Mo- it's the flip of Golden State. I came in after Golden State like that sucked because it sucked. I thought they sucked all game long. I actually thought they did. I thought it was a decent game. I really did. I agree with you. Like the first half, again, I thought Derek White did a lot of good things. You had some good shot. I mean, this is the guy that, you know. People want me to be more negative. This is weird. Well, no. I mean, you're not really negative tonight. We're on a game where they they blew the game. So <laughs> it's kind of weird. Um, I mean, I thought Tatum had a good game leading up till again, leading up till the second half of the quarter. So you're talking basically two different games. You want to talk about the game up until they blew it? Fine. Go ahead. We can talk about that. Let's go. Let's let me go get my green pom poms first. At the end of the day, they lost to a team. They lost to a team, a, a Heat team. That, by the way, John, they were shorthanded too. I don't know if you heard. Mister Jimmy Butler didn't play. So yeah, one guy versus four guys. Duncan Robinson didn't play either. <laughs> well, four main guys. Well, Has- I guess Robinson. Haslam didn't play either. Duncan Robinson did everything he could to play. <laughs> he sat Listen, there. I know. And he, okay. He sat there so, and he looked at the coach with his droopy eyes. We we know they're short, John. We know they're shorthanded. We get we get that right. And when you're going into the game, you can use that. But even shorthanded, they were in a position to win this game. So at that point, it doesn't really matter that you're shorthanded. Win the game. It. <laughs> you kind of throw all that stuff out the window when I'm when just you're in the I'm not quarter. saying it was good. I'm just saying I'm not. I'm saying I'm not mad. I can find eighty five different eighty five thousand things to complain about tonight. Absolutely, I just didn't come in ornery. That's all. Fine. I mean, <laughs> I I, I'm, right, I, I'm with you in the sense where, yeah, listen. I mean, they're out. They're without. I mean, when you, you think know, four four guys that are going to be contributing, like, it's the I'm not though. ornery. Yeah. Like that, that sticks yeah, out. That's, it was gross. Like, uh, I have a sour taste in my mouth from the ending. And you should. And look, and here's the thing. <laughs> this, is the, this is the disconcerting part. If you're going to get into, um, you know, 
what what does it mean? What does it matter? A game when you're missing four guys, it, it, you know, is going to be difficult to win. And eventually, I thought, you know, I thought they were playing with house money. They weren't going to get it. But you, you, here's the thing: you put guys. Here's here's the thing I'll take away: you put guys into positions where they have an opportunity. And we'll bring in Sherrod and we'll check. Sherrod, everyone's mad at me because Sherrod, everyone's mad at me because I'm not mad. At, everyone's mad at me because I'm not mad enough. So. My point wait, is this: you're not mad because you're just not mad at all. They're, they're, wait, they're they're mad at you because you're not upset that they lost without Smart, without Jalen. Oh my god, you guys are so you guys are you guys. I'm are. calling it how I see it. I'm not as mad as you want me to be. So, I, you want me to leave and come back? I'll leave and come back. Hold on, I'll leave and come back. I'll be a 30 run. Doesn't matter, right? Same thing. You know what, John? Don't come back. <laughs> not once have you ever made that face this show. Not once. <laughs> I'm so mad. Oh, John Smash. <laughs> All right, then throw the party. John, John angry at Celtic. So this John is a good angry. loss. Angry. All right, so this is a good loss. There's no such loss. thing as a good loss. No oh, it sounds like there loss. is. No, it's a loss. <laughs> you, you, you're 35 and 14. You've got the best record in the NBA. You lose oh, a game God. without four of your top six, seven players against a Miami Heat team that, if we're being honest and keeping it real, they needed this a hell of a lot more than you did. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I mean, it, 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 this is, Jimmy, this is the way this, this game felt as though the Celtics were doing everything they could for like three plus quarters. And then when they just ran out of steam. Hey, by Manning here. Wanted to take a second to tell you about BetOnline.ag, which remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL playoffs here in January to pro and college basketball rolling on, UFC, MMA, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50 to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And part of the problem, and we and I, I hate to bring this up because it's, it's hard not to, though, but Joe Mazzulla in the timeouts. Thank you. Yes. No, this it's, one, this one you can you can follow underneath that. That's yeah. what I tried it's, to leave the show with, but it, I, I hate I hate to go there because <laughs> I hate to go there, but it's hard not to go there when you watch this game. You know, and, and Tatum, you know, Tatum did exactly what players in his position do. When you when you got the ball, you look over to that sideline and say, we, am I coming to the bench or am I gonna bring this ball up? Right. And it seemed that Tatum the, well, this, I, I was disappointed in Joe and Jason. Joe because he didn't call a timeout. Tatum because he walked the damn ball up when there was no timeout. And dribbled into get, a double team. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he dribbled to, into a double team, and he sh- the guy he should have swung the ball he to was standing right there. Was standing right there. The guy who's open. The guy who's double teaming you. There's a guy that he's supposed to be defending. That's the guy that's open. Miami wasn't doing anything. Miami stayed at home on all their guys except for the double team. And and to me, the, the, the basic basketball play, swing to the guy that's wide open. That would have been Derek White. Yeah. Who I was playing was, well. I mean, Gerard, you know, 
a part of me feel like they didn't maybe not hate him. I mean, maybe it was just hate him, but I don't know. It felt like they almost it looked like they, they thought the was tight. Like their body language looked like they're waiting for Tatum to just do his ISO play. Wait a minute, or I don't know. Maybe if that was the case, if if, if Tatum's gonna go into his ISO and that was his mindset at that point, you gotta go into it sooner. And if not, in your mind, was eight, seven, six. Joe's gotta call. That was, say, Wait a minute, that's, listen, that's not what happened for. You know what I mean? That was just you a horrific. Yeah, that, yeah, that was just a horrific way to end the game in terms of clock management. I mean, it, it, sideline, I thought did a bad job. Tatum and the players, I thought did a bad job. It was just as bad as right. you can do in that situation without turning the ball over, which ultimately they did. Um, Tatum has got to be better than that. Joe Mazzula has got to be better than that. And, I, and I've said this before, and, I, and I'm not going to budge off of this until I see something different. He has to get a better pulse for when to interject himself and be very coach-like and when to let the, the players figure it out. He still, I don't think, has a good pulse for this team in that regard. Thank now, you. And again, if, if that's the biggest if that's the biggest flaw he has as a coach at this point in his still young career, <laughs> he's doing a pretty damn good job. But the problem is it's a consistent flaw that doesn't seem like there's progress made. In that regard, so well. Let me yeah. say something. Let me let me yeah. say something. Yes, you say it. So maybe you guys can see. What I'm <laughs> well, maybe 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 I can get it through to some of you guys, some of you older men out there that can't seem to get it through your thick skulls. What I'm trying to say. Oh wow! Okay. Did Jimmy just pull the age card on us? Oh shit! I, oh, he, I pulled, I he, pulled, he pulled the skull card on us. Yeah. Damn. I didn't say the okay. b word. I didn't. I didn't say the b word. I don't mind it. Boomer. Okay. Wow. I lean if into my boominess, you, okay? Well, yeah, yeah, John, it took you 20 minutes to turn your computer on. <laughs> if you told me, if you told me that the Celtics, if, if you, I didn't see the game, right? Let's just say I didn't see it. Or you told me before the game that the Celtics were going to lose by three with the roster that they played with tonight. I'd say, you know what? That sounds right. But then if you tell me they were competitive all game, they were most of the game, and they had a 10-point lead with eight minutes left, and then they gave up. Then they gave a 15-0 run up, and then Tatum turned the ball. And then they didn't call a timeout on the final play, and Tatum turned the ball over. Yeah, I'm going to be mad at how this game ended up. So yeah, I understand that they were without Brown and Horford and Brogdon and all those guys, but they still blew this game. I don't care who's out there; they blew the game against a team that they've had trouble with. Let's be honest; they've had a lot of trouble with over the years. They've ultimately they did beat the Heat last year in the playoffs, but it took seven games. And the Heat knocked him out prior to that. So this is a so team that has given them trouble. They had them right where they wanted them, and they blew it without, by the way, the Heat's best player too, who is the Celtics killer <clears throat> to begin with. So this was a very winnable game, and so no, was the right. game against Orlando. So you guys can laugh it off shrug. all you want and act like it doesn't matter, but these are games that they should be winning. It's not, not Jimmy, matter. Jimmy, I'm I, just I, not mad. You're just, you just want me to be madder. Jimmy, I, I will. The one will time give, I want you to be mad. Jimmy, I will give you the point that you make about Jimmy Butler not having him is a significant blow. There's no question about it. But I will refuse to put Jimmy on the same scale and call it equal with Jalen Brown, it's Al not Horford. Equal. My, it's not. Miami clearly had more of their usual weapons to work with than Boston. Now, does that mean that the Miami should have won a game? No. The Celtics, this was, Jimmy, I will agree with you that this was a game that the Celtics should have won. 
based upon how they played for the most part. But they didn't. And I'm not going to freak out about them losing a game that they should have won because this Miami team, I would be more freaked out if this was a team that I might see near the end of the road come playoff time. If you lose like this to a team like Milwaukee, and you say, well, Milwaukee's a good team. Yeah, but there's a psychological tilt that happens when you lose to really good teams in this manner. But if it's a team that you know is kind of trash, that's probably not going to be in the top three, top four that you might see at some point, but they're not going to, you're going to have your team whole and you're, they're probably going to have theirs and you should win that. I'm not going to freak out about this. I'm disappointed, Jimmy, that they lost this game. I, and I think anyone who watched this game should be disappointed, but I'm not dejected. I'm not, I'm not going to get all, you know, my blood pressure is not going to jolt a couple hundred points because they got their asses beat by Miami Heat team that they should have beat. No, I'm not going to, no. but I mean, what I, I do, don't care either. I'm, I'm bothered more than anything else <laughs> by the way Joe Mazzula did not use timeouts in this game, more so than I usually am, because usually I just got to brush it off. It's not that big a deal. This was a game where his inability to recognize when to just shut it down, get those guys over there and call something, it, it factored heavily in the outcome. Because, yes. Tatum, but, because think about it, Tatum's turnover probably doesn't happen if the yeah, timeout is called before that. And they that's, get something. Yeah, that bothers me more, get more than Joe. People share the blame pie there, though. Sorry. More, than Joe, more than Joe not calling it during the 15-0 run and not having a feel. Not calling it when Tatum had nothing on on that possession. Right. Nothing. That's they, where they you got to be like, I you got to see that and be like, I hate right. where this is going. Right. Hate. You could see when Tatum was dribbling and the, two bo- he, and the second body came and he was – Moving Done. further out, no you got like seven seconds to make that decision. Nobody right. was open. That was an I was screaming. So yes, that one is bad. And you do look. You're definitely afraid that Missoula is going to like. That's what's all fine and good in the regular season. You're, I think there's a lot of justified concern about how Joe's going to kind of stack up in the playoffs. I guess the one thing I'll say. Uh, on the in the plus side there it actually is probably good for him to eat shit a few times like this go home and think about it and be like yeah. i gotta be better than that man like enough enough of the let them figure it out like you are the coach you've got to you it's your job to feel it and to feel it out there so there's that there's adjustments when the teams change up on you what are you going to do what are you going to do to stave off of a uh, 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 you know a, a, a scoreless drought of six minutes. You've got to get involved in some way and change it up a little bit. That's what you do. They adjust, you adjust. You sense when things aren't going great, you jump in there. So he's got to be better at that. There's no question. But that's a continued problem, right? Like right. that's that's a thing that we've seen. He's got to get better. Will he? I have no idea. Everyone who's mad about that has has every right to be to be annoyed as shit. But you have a 10, 12 time. point lead in the fourth quarter. It's yeah. not the first time. It's a recurring issue. Uh, there and he's got to snap out of it a little bit and you know what you know where he's not doing himself favors you don't get to be bill belichick in the media in your first year as an interim coach preach preach you can't do what he's doing (laughs) because he's gonna get it he's gonna lose that look yes we're a bunch of petty jerks in the media and and we like it when you tell us we're pretty and when we ask you questions to be looked in the eye and to have those questions answered and when you don't do that People are going to start to buck a little bit. And Joe hasn't done enough to get the benefit of the doubt from the people who are going to be talking to him and about him and about what's going on. And that stuff's going to turn on him a little bit quickly. He might want to be a little more make nice nice uh, to kind of 
ease his path into this, Offset. you know, yeah. yeah, into this coaching thing here because you're not perfect. You're, 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 you, you know, your shit does stink. Like you've got to take some lumps mm-hmm. along the way. You got to show a little bit of humility. I think I, that's her. I think that's hurting him a little bit right now too. Well, a, a little bit of humility and a little bit more humor about the damn timeout things. I mean, yeah. it's to the point where it's, it's the running joke that everyone gets except Joe. Uh, you're, this is, this is a flaw. You should have fun with this. You should make, you should make it, you should try to temper it down a little bit by just having some fun with it. And he or he should just call a timeout. Well, Jimmy, yeah. what, maybe, maybe, that, that, maybe that's a better idea. You know what's we're great? Instead of joking games, about not calling any, if I don't start the show well, ornery, Jimmy's ornery goes <laughs> off by like four points. <laughs> he's got to offset it. He's got to find it. I'll be honest, Sherrod. If Joe Missoula starts joking about not calling timeouts after losses, I think that's worse than. See, that's the thing. It, you can only do it after you win. You could only do it after wins because then it's like, hi, he, yeah, but you, you, you But won. he did a backflip prior, prior to the game. Yeah, that's got to count for something. What is that all about? People are texting me about that. Like, that's not that's not normal coaching behavior, is it? I don't know. Not calling timeouts is an exact what do I know, 15 run isn't normal behavior either, but what the hell do we know? Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know what's I, what, I, man. It's just it's it's just frustrating that that there's a clear flaw and there doesn't seem to be effort to get better. I mean, it's it's like a guy who shoots twenty five percent from three point range, and you watch him shoot, and you see there's a flaw in the mechanics, and he just keeps shooting without addressing or adapting his mechanics at all. You know who um, it reminds me of? I hate to say this. Who's you're going to one, say it anyway. Who's the one player <laughs> that everyone's begging to do the one thing that he just refuses to do? Ben Simmons. I don't know, man. You got to stop. Ben Simmons. Okay. What is I, a, pl- a player to right. shooting is a coaching to timeouts and drawing up plays. Totally. Ben Jimmy. Simmons, shoot the damn ball. You're really supposed to be one. one of the best freaking uh, athletic guys in the league, but you refuse to shoot the ball. Everyone's screaming at him to shoot the ball. Hey, Joe Mazzula, call a timeout. Your team just gave up 10 straight points. Your team just gave up 15 straight points. You have the final possession of the game. Call a timeout. Please, we beg you. Nope, not going to do it. Uh, Simmons not going to take the shot. He's just not going to do it. So this is a good point, by the way. How many times has letting them figure it out worked? Not they often. haven't had a, they haven't had a ton of close games, so it, it doesn't. <laughs> it's a stat that's not. You don't have a large sample size. Yeah, because uh, they they win pretty. They've given up long runs without right. timeouts. And it's not. Yeah. And it, and the thing about the timeouts is it's not just us. I mean, if you watch that broadcast, Scott will mention that at least once a broadcast with the lack of time. And, you know, and again, he's not, it's, we're not talking about something that's, that's just uh, not a big deal. It is a big deal. Having the ability to recognize when you have to hit the brakes on your team's play, get their asses on the sideline to regroup (laughs) is important. It, it's it, no, it's sorry. It, just just the chatting or the, something. No, just the down low battle between Joe Sway and his Wi-Fi tonight has just been. <laughs> I, mean, he's, I, I said earlier, he's just like treading water right now. He's, he's like, like Tron. He's up. like pixelated. You know. <laughs> this is this is an all time bad bad connection it's show like, for it's everybody like here he's been he's been basically afraid to move for fear that if he like moved his head a little bit like it would blow up the internet i'll um, be honest john we went we went live and you were like just go without me i was like all right just when you good he's like yeah i click live we start the stream and i'm looking at like 32 bit joe sway i'm like oh god here we go here we go he's like frozen right off the bat and i'm like 
This is yeah. perfect. This can is we perfect. can we just do maybe a screenshot of Joe Sway and just have his audio so that literally his face is here, but there's just we need to. We need to just like like the like what do they have? Like the background the zoom background where it's just yeah, you, like you a zoom. moving. Exactly, exactly, exactly. That would be better. <laughs> I love Joe Sway. He's awesome. Uh, I, I wish I could love him a little more. I want I, you know, I want him I want him in here. Um while Joe Sway, uh, you know, deals with some very uh, real uh, uh, situations there, uh, we're going to take a pause uh, and tell you again about one, of our, pause, one of our favorite sponsors here uh, at the Garden Report, uh, Athletic Greens. This sponsor means a lot to us. We want you guys to enjoy it as much as we do. Everybody here on the Garden Report is a big AG1 fan. We've been hooked on it uh, since we started with this uh, with this company, uh, you know, late last year. Mm-hmm. It really is terrific for all of you people starting out with this concept of a New Year's health kick, which many people are. This is a great way to get going instead of chasing a bunch of different supplements to try to take care of all of those things you want to take care of, which is boosting your immune system, recovery, uh, you know, gut health. Uh, you know, uh, what else, Jimmy? What are you into? What kind of stuff are you into here? For AG1? I mean, first yeah. of all, you know I stack it. So that's the one thing that I like to do. <laughs> I stack it with beef organs. So I'm getting the best of all the worlds. Um, but no, I just think it's it's just it's your all-in-one one-stop shop. Vitamins, minerals, like you said, gut health, probiotics, prebiotics. Down the hatch it goes, man. It's just easy. Done. That's and all you have you know, to do. If you're like me, you don't want to have to. You don't want to be cooking vegetables or eating vegetables all day, all day, every day. You don't have to. You just drink it. Yeah. One and done. Exactly. Right. Very Bobby easy. chase. Bobby chases it with like a whole fish. Better um, than coffee. You know, Better, everybody's you know, different. Put the coffee uh, away. Yeah. So uh, it's good. It's great. It's uh, fits with whatever diet you do. It's widely um, supported, endorsed. Uh, medical professionals, athletes use it. Uh, thousands and thousands of five star reviews. You Google it. What's the best supplement? Podcasters it's going it. to come up on every top whatever list. My uh, guy there. Huberman uses it. Absolute do, yes. beast. Do your own research on it, but it is um, uh, something that if you want to try something like this, I actually think it's a really good idea. Uh, but, you know, you judge for yourself. Go in, uh, Google it, do your own research. If you are interested, though, one thing that would uh, that we would really appreciate and do us a big favor is if you supported uh, our sponsors through us by going to mm-hmm. athleticgreens.com slash garden. That way they know we sent you. You'll get the free gift of a free one-year supply of uh, vitamin D Ooh, and vitamin five free D. travel packs. That's what they're going to send you. What we're going to send you is a phenomenal t-shirt, a garden report t-shirt, which we send to everyone who supports any of our sponsors. So again, um, please do so support AG one. Um, travel and- packs are cool. You can actually just order yeah. travel packs too. Yeah. You don't Take have to worry about, health. you don't have to worry about making a drink before you leave for work every morning. You can just toss it in the bag. You make it at work. If you don't have time, very easy to just toss them in there. Go get some. Thank you, travel guys. Packs. If you do, me too. Yep. Uh, please, please help us uh, support our sponsors. It really uh, helps us kind of keep the engine running here at the Garden Report. Uh, and we yeah. do thank. We, we do need thank- new. Uh, we need to. We need more um, Wi-Fi connect. Better Wi-Fi connections. We need a lot. So, so keep. That's what the super running. chats are for. You know. That's true. Uh, but well, anyway, moving on. One thing I wanted to talk about before, I, I, I'm not going to call the Joe stuff low-hanging fruit. It's real. There's no question about it. It's a, it's a, it's a thing everybody sees in a real source of frustration. And it's a continued thing that's been going on this year. The one thing I wanted to point out that I thought, you know, what does this mean? What does it matter? Is there anything you could take from this game and apply it forward? 
there's a real friggin' need on this team for a little bit more depth here because when you put players into positions uh, where they need to contribute and they need to step up, they do occasionally, but they don't do it enough that you're going to be able to have faith in them to use them in real spots. Do you honestly believe that someone like Peyton Pritchard can earn himself minutes in the playoffs? Do you believe that that Hauser can earn himself minutes in the playoffs? These are emergency play guys during the regular season when guys are out and not much else. And you're not going to, and again, we've seen Joe go to his playoff rotation team with, uh, with eight, uh, you know, with eight people, but when you when you put a guy like Pritchard in the starting lineup and he's just gunning away, that's what you've got. You've got a guy who's undersized, who has a tough time getting his shot off, who when he gets into the paint, he's going to get swallowed by the trees. And that's the reality of Peyton Pritchard. We've had a lot of conversations about him uh, being, you know, oh, I don't know if they can trade him. He's valuable. Look, Peyton Pritchard has some value, and that's deep bench coming in, maybe get hot, pour in some points, help a second unit offense on occasion. You look at a guy like Grant as well. This is where I keep coming back to Grant Williams. And I know he had a good game a couple of nights ago. I just don't believe Grant Williams is the type of player who can perform against starters uh, and perform against the other Mm. team's best players. I think his best role is coming off the bench and getting to play with Jason Tatum in that second unit against other, uh, other people's second units. And there he can thrive and there he can do the things that he does. But I just, you see him, he almost disappears. He can't get his shot off, and the Heat are a small friggin' team. He can't do much more than kind of sit, sit in the corner and hit those threes, which are great. And obviously there's some versatility that he has there. But I, this is another opportunity where, all right, Grant, we need you to be more. All of our guys are out. You've got to play tonight, and you've got to find a way to get some buckets. Uh, and he didn't do that again. Um, so, it's a, it's again, it's kind of disappointing that, you know, those types of things happen. And then you look at a guy like Hauser – I could dog it. He got 26 minutes tonight. He didn't hit a friggin' shot. He scored zero points. I will say he had Lock. two blocks and two blocks and played fairly well on defense. So he actually did the little things. But you're giving the guy real minutes against uh, real competition, and that's what you've got there. So you have to look in the mirror a little bit and be like, this team's not getting as many contributions from many places as they were early in the year. And you wonder how big an issue that's going to be and whether that's going to change their mindset going into trade deadlines or whatever. But they're counting on in these last couple of games, guys, who – and if we're being honest and, and keeping it real, you're talking about, at best, maybe your ninth guy, and you're giving them the – and they have to play the minutes of maybe your sixth or seventh guy. Totally. And, Everyone and it, bumps it, up, it gets yeah, worse, right. Right, it, it does. And, and I'm not sure that they can go out and, and have a team that's that kind of stack where you've got guys who are in that ninth, tenth, eleventh spot who are just as good as the guys in the sixth, seventh, and eighth spot. There's a reason why those guys are in the rotation and got, and these other guys aren't. And the more we watch them play, the bigger that re- that reasoning is. I mean, Sam Hauser, I, I thought Sam had a good game in terms of energy, in terms of effort. But the one he hung thing, in there. Yeah. Yeah. But the one thing that he was signed to do, he didn't do. It was like watching Aaron Neesmith all over again, giving me everything but the one thing that you are supposed to be able to deliver that is supposed to be your strength. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like going to, you know, a restaurant that, you know, like it's like a seafood uh, restaurant and they've got great side dishes and they got great dessert, but the seafood sucks. You're not giving me literally the one thing I came there for. That's the one thing. And, and Sam, I thought he had one of those kind of games, but the bottom line yeah. is Celtics team is a very good eight, nine man rotation type team when everyone's healthy. When they have to start dipping for an extended periods of time in the double digit, 
portion of the program, that's a problem. They don't have a guy that they can throw in there who can go out there with giving an opportunity and give them major minutes. And you can kind of expect them to do that uh, when they get an opportunity. They don't have anyone like that. Not even close. They do not. Um, Facts, do my not. dog. But what are you going to do? Any team down four players is going to get pretty ugly with what they bring in there. All I'm saying is um, those are guys who there's they're going to be – there's questions surrounding, particularly those two. Pritchard, the conversation is can you trade him? Should you trade him? Are, are you – would it be bad to trade him? Like I, I, the conversation's gotten wild regarding Peyton Pritchard. I'm not sure what people think he is. Um, and – I don't know what you're going to do with him uh, here. Well, for, for me, it's, it comes back to what can I get for him? That's I mean, the point. Because you, you know the, I mean, the role that he's going to play, he's in a case of an emergency kind of player. And it's fine to have those guys at the end of your bench. But is there someone out there who values him more than the Celtics do and is willing to pay the price? Like if, some, if someone said, hey, Brad, we're going to give you a you know lottery-protected pick for Peyton, you've got to think long and hard about that. Yeah. Because you, because you're gonna you're gonna need some assets down the road, and it, it, this is a, a a player that while I think Peyton is a as a can help a team, I just don't think this team is built in a way that they need his help. If that makes sense. Yeah, we no talked doubt about, about it. it. We talked about it on one of the shows. Maybe it was last night. I forget. But he, he if they do trade him, or if he does end up on another team, he is going to be one of those guys that we're going to be talking about, being like, man, wait, why'd they trade him? Because he just needs a bigger role. I think he's proven that he can contribute to an NBA team, certainly in a in a in a, a reserve role. We know he can score in bunches. Um, I think obviously his size is a bit of a disadvantage, but um, he can definitely help a team. And I think that's why he might be a guy that other teams may be interested in because they might have a bigger role for him as sort of maybe an instant offense off the bench. But he's buried on this roster, you know, when everyone's healthy. I mean, obviously that wasn't the case tonight. Um, but that's not going to really ever be his role in a normal situation. He can come in off well, the bench and 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 contribute in, in you know when you need scoring quick. And the guy could probably score eight points in a minute if you know he got the ball. Yeah, and, and in the games that that I've been to at home th- this month, and and I'm, I I typically sit in a section with all the the scouts. And Peyton Pritchard is the one guy every single one of them has asked me about. He's the one guy, and the, their questions are along the lines of you know what do you think he could do if he had a larger role? And then my question is like, well, you, you think he can play? And they're like, well, we know he can play. It's just, can he play a larger role for a team if given right. that opportunity? And that's the, and, and that's the question that teams are trying to get an answer to, because the answer to that question will determine what they're willing to give the Celtics in return for him. Uh, and I think that's what, for, for Brad, I, I think Brad has an idea of what it would take to part ways with Peyton Pritchard. I, I do think he has an idea, and I don't believe anyone at this point is willing to part with that type of asset or assets for Peyton. And, and it has it doesn't have anything to do with their confidence in his ability. It's can he be consistent with what he does well to a level that makes parting ways with a lottery-protected first-round pick worth it. Uh, and, and, again, I, I think the jury is still out on that. And, and there, you know, when you look at the way he played tonight, and you look at how he played uh, last night, he looked good. I thought he looked, for the most part, he, he looked pretty good. But can you get that with some type of consistency? Can he be a 10.4 rebound, four assist guy if he's given 25 minutes a night? Maybe. Maybe not. 
Yeah, maybe not. Well, you tell us. What are you yeah, telling these scouts? Is he getting traded or what? Well, it's I guess not we'll my, know. It, I guess we'll know based on what Sherrod well, tells these guys. But the, but the fact is that there's interest in him. I mean, and that and I think right. that was one of the I, questions I that we had. Fair. That 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 it wasn't clear if te- teams are sending scouts to these Celtics games in part not only to scout the Celtics but scout specific players that they might their organizations might have some interest in and trading for. You know, and and Peyton is a guy that I I do think is going. The Celtics are going to get some offers for him between now and the trade deadline that they're going to have to think about. But I think there's a very specific type of offer that will move the needle in Brad's mind that will make parting ways with Peyton something that they can be comfortable with because of that type of asset that they'll get in return. Yeah, I, uh, people get people get really weirdly attached to shit um like weirdly attached to stuff and then those same people will absolutely love whatever the return is once you get it so and just they'll hate the guy when he comes back and they'll hate and they'll be like that, that was the right so just guys know know thyself know that event know that you're gonna end up loving the move and the just biblical get, john and, and get to that point okay whatever brad does you're gonna like it Okay, well, and you're gonna well, be like Brad, chess and checkers, you know, like yeah, that's what you're gonna think. So just get there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if let's say you know they they uh they they move Peyton and he goes to like you know he gets traded for Cam Reddish, who you know has not really done a whole lot in this league. They're gonna love that deal because they're gonna look, they're gonna point to his length, his athleticism. He's young, you know. He's a he's a duke, you know, and all that other stuff. When three weeks later they're thinking he's trash. He was trash three weeks ago. Now he's like, you know, the best thing moving. And the same thing with Peyton. We love him. We love him. We love him. The minute he gets traded, oh, he wasn't that good anyway. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Peyton Pritchard is a good player. I'm going to say it right now. He is a good NBA player. Is he a rotation guy? I don't know about that. I, can he be a rotation guy with the right team? Absolutely. And that is the challenge that that's, that is out there with him. Can you find a team – that has a legitimate role for him and is willing to give the Celtics something real in return. And to me, a lottery protected first round pick is real. Uh, that's to me, that's an attention grabber. If that you can get something, real. yeah, that, got- that's when it becomes real. But if you're talking about, yeah, we'll give you a couple of second round picks for Peyton, please. I'd rather keep it in the, in case of an emergency. They've got a lot of those. Case. Okay. Yeah. 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 So they got, they, they have as many second round picks as we have phenomenal t-shirts. Okay. We're just giving those things away. <laughs> like, you just don't, you don't need to worry about it. All right. It's just like, sure. I'll give you one of these. Jimmy. No, we lost you. Radio. Nothing. My bad. I muted myself. No, yeah, yeah. I said, you get one, you get one, <laughs> you get one. Here's a second round pick. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Look at, look at Joe Swain's frozen in the bottom left of his screen. Now trying to get it. <laughs> Dude, he, I'm telling you, he's, he's struggling so badly. <laughs> he's in, he's in so, lost. He's, anyone's he frozen too? So, yeah. John, like, I was he's saying, lost like, in the woods. We yeah. have, like, the Wi Fi bars that show, like, all of ours say 10 of 10. His literally <laughs> says zero of 10. <laughs> he doesn't even give him a one, dude. His doesn't even have, his doesn't even have a, a marking. It's just a sad face, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It doesn't have bars. It just puts up yeah. one of those crinkly face emojis, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. No you gotta oh, pay man. your You got to pay your Wi-Fi bills. Or you got to pay your Comcast bills, everybody. Yeah. You can't be stealing other people's. That's what it comes down to. 
Right. Just running it, you know. <laughs> it's going to catch up to you. <laughs> Through windows. Anyway, Bobby Manning is in uh, Miami. He's going to join the show in just a little bit. We will get Bobby's take. Uh, and we'll eventually, we'll eventually move along because we got a couple more games this week. And it gets fun and it gets interesting. Uh, Thursday uh, that you have uh, the Knicks. The Knicks, which is fun. Um, and uh, New York's fun to play in. Yeah. And uh, then the Lakers, and the Lakers are an absolute uh, weird, weird team. Uh, they're starting hard- to get. They're starting to get interesting. They, are they? They're strangely yeah. interesting. Yeah. Before they they weren't that interesting because they totally suck, but so now they're just not you. very good. They're just not very good, which is interesting. They have moments where they can be really good, but for the most part, they're still. Yeah, know, they're they're twenty two and twenty five. They're six Which is, and four in their last ten, and they're on a two-game winning streak. But they have LeBron, yeah. they have Russ. I mean, those are, you know, as long as they, they have those guys, they're going to be interesting. Obviously, the, the sad part is they're still not in the playing game yet. No, they're you not. Know what, not you yet. know what? You know the what's going to be great? Ahead of them. <laughs> what's going to be great when Bobby gets in here is um, how you no, know, is how much he hates Miami and how 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 vexed he's going to be over this uh, this loss because. He just, as much as he irrationally loves Toronto, he he that much he hate, irrationally hates Miami. It's Why a really is that? he just has no respect for them. It's weird. That it is, is weird. weird. It's been that case for a few years. It is. What's weird is in the bubble we had no respect for them, Jimmy, uh, and we thought they would win. And Bobby's like, they're good, they're good, and then he completely flipped the script yeah. on Miami, and he hates them. Hi, we're here. I don't know if anybody else is, but if you guys got redirected to this post game show. Uh, we're we're here to uh, conclude the show uh, with Jimmy Toscano. Uh, I think it's just tec- us, dude. <laughs> we had a technical issue. There's still some people here. We had a technical issue, uh, and we will try to get the word out. Uh, stamp. We had a technical issue on my forehead tonight. Just stamp yeah. that on there. <laughs> yeah, we had technical. We think Joe Sway crashed the sure whole I'd? thing. Yeah. Well, uh, what do we got over there? Oh. Well, lemonade. Okay, like that. Not Mike's. Right I'm going with a uh, seltzer myself. Seltzer water. Okay. John, you're saying there's people in this chat. There's a few I mean, that got this, redirected this. to this link. We'll put the word out. If anybody jumps on, that's great. If not, we will just wrap it up. We but for those Bobby of you back. who didn't hang out here, uh, yeah, we got to try to get Bobby back and get the Bobby report, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, we'll get the Bobby Manning report. Yeah, it was I was I was building up the Bobby Bucket hat thing like crazy and and I failed. And the stream crashed. The stream could not the stream could not handle your bucket hat, Bobby. Yeah, That's once what it happened. saw it, it crashed. Yeah. Before you say before you say anything great, hang on a little bit as we send the link back out to some people and see whether or not they join. Uh, so let Twitter? me just say this off the top, John. I got the Jimmy report coming in. I'm stunned you weren't just sounding the alarm mad. after this one. He's not mad at all. He's actually meaning no, no, no. Happy. Listen, it's not. Ma- it's not. So again, there's there's a little more nuance to it than that. Well, like I literally, I spent mad. in the same way I spent the entire Golden State game furious, and then they turned it around and won. I spent most of this game pleasantly surprised by what they were able to do. So shorthanded, the contributions they were getting, the way Tatum was playing, the way White played. Um, 
you know, just overall, it was a positive experience until it wasn't. And then it just got so ugly so fast. So everything you're going to say about the way that the game ended, uh, the 15-0 run, them not scoring any points in that fourth quarter, uh, Missoula not calling timeouts, that last play. In a quarter is He's going Tyler. All, of, right it su- all of it sucked. Mm. But as I said, I spent most of the night thinking this was a good effort. And then they just – Friggin crater. It was a good effort on defense. They were fine, Bobby. They had eighty something points through three quarters. It was not terrible. That's not they great. Were, they were this on. Team scores one hundred ten showing up. I get it, but without four starters, you're going to go in there. They scored fifty eight points in the first half. That's on par with where you're going to go. They were doing fine. They're eighty two after three. It wasn't a horrible offensive effort. They were shooting well. They just shut down. They were over fifty percent field goals through three well, quarters. I don't think anyone has a problem with. Game. I don't think uh, anyone has a problem with the way they played for three three plus quarters. But yeah. last time I checked, they played four quarters in a basketball. Yeah, game. I get it. I get it. I, it's not. I don't need to be schooled on that facet. I'm just simply well, saying. Dude, I'm you simply might have saying. I, through three quarters, my school, mood baby. was up, and <laughs> then they absolutely went in the tank, and that was that. Yeah, and the only issue I have with it is that it looks like old issues for them. It looks like old issues for Tatum, in particular, holding the ball too long. He just talked about it. We just got out of the interview with him. He he said, if I've made quicker decisions, we probably would have won this game, but he allowed the heat to load up on him. Mm-hmm. I think they froze against the zone late made bad decisions that that pass was just brutal and he took credit for that he said forget all the timeouts and joe talk uh, this this was on me and good to hear that from him but tough to see him lead a 5 of 21 effort in the fourth uh, i thought he did a good job for most of this game spraying the ball out finding guys setting up luke off the bench on rolls and tatum had like the, involved tatum had whatever he'd had on only 14 shots you know through three quarters there you know like 27 points on 14 shots he, he got to the line 12 or 13 times like it was an extremely efficient patient you know, game considering that he had no firepower to work with. That's what I was saying. I was like, it's pretty impressive how they're able to hang with this. They were really keeping it together. And then they absolutely seven, went in the Seven tank. turnovers, though. It takes away from it. And you hold them to a higher stand. We've talked about this. That's shot. always the problem with Tatum. The more you put the ball in his hand, the more he's going to turn it over. The more you ask him to be a playmaker, the more you're making him be your primary ball handler. That's what's going to happen. And which is why, on a night which is got... why it's not a role that's suited for him. I never liked the idea before they added White and before they added Smart and early last year, this notion of the offense runs through Tatum. I always thought that was stupid. And you see why. He cannot be the guy. He can be a guy who also makes the right read, makes the right pass when the moment calls for it. But it shouldn't be running through him. It's a burden that's too great for him. It's not something that he excels at. And, yeah, the seven turnovers are the seven turnovers. And the last one was crippling. It was horrible. And it's reality, right? I would have loved to have seen more white in that spot, especially with the game he had. But it's just not going to happen. Uh, you might see Tatum defer to Smart in that spot, but probably aren't going to see the ball funnel through white in crunch time. And that means it's going to be in Tatum's hands and stopping on certain possessions, particularly with the lead. I mean, this team just really struggles with the lead in these spots. If they're on a comeback, there's a lot more urgency. There's a lot more pace and uh, actions, frankly down the stretch of games, but you don't see them doing the things they do throughout flows of games in these spots. And I got to dive into the numbers 
probably a good thing to do later tonight on these situations for them. Two years ago, they're as bad as anyone in crunch time, fourth quarters. Um, and it's because of this. Like they, they just defer or divert from what will work for the rest of, rest of the game and move into isolations or slowing it down or running the shot clock down. And this was a weird game. You had that shot clock situation that screwed them. You had a couple of th- uh, calls, I think, that frustrated them again in this one, got into their mm-hmm. heads. And I don't think the focus was great when they felt like the game got in hand late. Um, so I think this one just kind of creeped up on them. And that's worrisome because this could happen in a playoff situation. Could happen with guys out there who you trust more. Like, did they lose this game because of Pritchard or Luke? No, but those guys, those guys, the, the, I think, again, I think that 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 puts up that Hauser gave you great defense in this this is the best defensive game but that's not what he's here to do but he did play a good game but 26 minutes and not making a single shot look everyone Sherrod made the point earlier everyone steps up a a, a notch on the ladder um, and when when you have multiple people out and they're asked to play uh, a, a bigger role than they're normally accustomed to most of them didn't really do much with it Grant in the starting lineup you need him when you have a lot of your offensive players out. He's got to find a way to score. He can't. He can't even find a way to get shots off. Okay? I thought Grant had such a worse game than the stat sheet showed. Like I looked I think at the stat sucked. sheet after, and I was like, "Whoa, he did all that! Like three of three from three. He was brutal. I they thought all over the baseline drive. Grant yeah, that one the, three. The front rim and crunch time. They really needed to just get one shot to go, and he had that point blank look yeah. and just, you know, smashed off the front of the rim. It's again Pritchard playing, and that's the thing. Grant against the starters playing starter minutes. This is why he's not a twenty million dollar player in my mind. I just that's not what he does. He does he does well playing against second units. That's mainly where he's made his bones, uh, and it is what it is. Peyton Pritchard has to kind of step up and be a point guard. Remember the year when it was Teague and Pritchard, and we're begging for Pritchard to start, and when he yeah. did start, he would shrink. Again, that's rookie year, but again, you see when these guys are up against the kind of big boy competition, uh, it's it's tougher for them you know and you put hauser out there the what were we saying the other day hauser's just got to play his minutes and whatever happens happens they had no choice but to play him tonight and he came up with a goose egg so the guys you're looking for to step up in the absence of the players you have really didn't do anything oh what lost your audio audio. but well you know you guys got me back yeah Yeah. but you sound like you're in tin can john again (laughs) from last game no, I'm back. I'm, I'm back. I get what you're saying, John. You want more from those guys in spot situations, but you also take what they can give you. I don't know how you feel about that, Sherrod. Like, I thought you're going to get great defense, team system defense from these guys, hold Miami to 32% through three quarters and build a nearly double-digit lead. And yes, they had a double-digit lead with eight minutes to go. They did their job. Starters come in, starters blew this game. And that's all there is to it. Your main guys, guys you rely on night in, night out. Tatum, White, who I thought was good, but probably could have done more late. And Grant, particularly, need to do more in that spot. Even Rob, so good on Bam all game. Bam took it to him in the end. He got the better of that matchup. So, yeah. I mean, they, they the, the bottom line is that they – these are the games where those guys at the end of the bench, all the the, the – the, under the breath, wishing I could play more. I could play more. You Justin got your Jackson. Yeah, I thought you know, I I I thought Jackson wasn't that bad. 
considering where he is, and I mean, he's like basically Mister Number Fourteen or Fifteen, depending on what number you want, where you want to Probably put him. Fifteen. Yeah. I, I, I thought he, I thought he did some good things, but the, the thing that they're trying to still get a pulse for is how can I make an impact that's positive for the team? And like Sam Howell's a great example. I thought he did so many intangible things in this game and played good defense. But the one thing he couldn't do, and I, we talked about it earlier, he couldn't make shots. That's literally the one thing that you're paid to do is make shots when you get open and even when you're not open. And he has been in this weird funk for like the last month or so where there just hasn't been any kind of flow or rhythm to what he can do. Uh, and But they need guys to, to make the most of their opportunities because that's part of the, the thinking behind having load management. Give core guys a chance to rest and still win games. And those guys are getting those opportunities. They got to be better at that. They have. And this is the key to this stretch here before the trade deadline, which is going to be 15 days away. You look at these guys, you assess them. I'm actually glad that they're giving some guys some rest and putting these guys in frontline positions because you're going to have to make the decisions on whether you can consolidate, which I think John advocated for uh, last time we talked on the thread there, and being able to trade a Pritchard and Gallinari or whoever else down there on the roster could get you one more bona fide rotation player or have these guys around and just roll with what's worked so far and it, it really is a tough call because you don't know if who's coming in is going to fit be productive and you also don't know like you know that Pritchard can give you a spot good night in the regular season and you feel good about that and Cornette Hauser and all the way down the line like these guys have given them good but minutes you can't play the them in the playoffs all the way down come the playoff time if you Look, if you it's a thin line lose a guy friend. You lose a guy and one of these guys steps in the playoffs, they might not even go yeah. to one of these guys. Yeah. If they do, you That's have no clue thing. what you're going to get. What are you trying to do here, okay? You're trying to win a title. You're not talking about, like, this isn't like, you know, the a Red Sox deal where you trade all of your top prospects for one pitcher in this down the stretch, pay this massive price to try to win that year. You're basically saying to win a title this year with this team, you might need, like, just a little something more. You're going to let Peyton Pritchard stand in the way of that? That's asinine to me. This is mm. not a coveted asset. If it's not going to, if you're not going to, if you are going to use Peyton Pritchard and he has value, then trade white or smart and, 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 and try to get something big. But if you're not doing that, you trade Pritchard for things that you need. Either a big that can play 15 minutes a game, 18 minutes a game, or a wing who's not Sam Hauser who can just come in and give you competent minutes. Those things might be the difference between winning and not winning. You know, that's, it's, that's what you need. That this team is nearly, you're not going to say flawless or perfect, but this team does not have gaping holes. You just need to patch up a couple of things and you're done. So like you can't let small little things like that stand in your way. In fact, you're more likely to overpay if you get a guy who you really think can fit here and and kind of get you over a hump. Again, like I'm not saying this player, but like everybody wants their PJ Tucker. You need mm-hmm. your guy, your your you know, your your glue guy, your crowder, your last little piece, which is like your PJ Brown. That's what I want. I, I got my PJ Brown. I'm ready to roll. And right. you're in and you're done. That's but what those you are need. buyouts though. You need so, your PJ Brown. I sure you, think, you can get it through the bio market. What I'm saying is, if it's available and the price is Pritchard, you yeah. do it without blinking. I would agree with that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, you look at this roster and say, if they're fully healthy, they're going to be the team to beat. 
lose one guy, you can probably survive that, depending on who it is, obviously. Lose two guys, you're probably going to be in some trouble here. That's and most then, teams. What are you, you're missing yeah. three teams. Now, yeah, and that's the point, Jimmy. Like, we all try to imagine this perfect Celtics roster that has all the pieces it needs and all the holes are fit. Like, every team has holes, and this team's hole is probably the back, back end of that rotation, which is, you know, probably an admirable uh, – down, you know, negative to have on your roster. If that's all that's wrong with your roster is like the deep, deep depth, that's fine. Like you have everything you need on the top end. The well, here's a question game. for you, Bobby, and everybody else. Where does Gallinari fit in all this? So I asked Joe yesterday about Gallinari and he joked around that like he's sprinting faster than ever before on the treadmill and you see him on these trips and He's pushing hard. He really is. But we've had this conversation. I, I don't see a timeline. Where but he are can be they thinking? Do you think game. the Celtics? Okay, that was my question. I mean, do you I don't think see the Celtics I, think that he could be back for the playoff run, and that would be the wing depth. There. This this feels like Gordon Hayward, doesn't it? It they're does. Not, they're not going to rule it out. They'll, and they're nor will they announce it's possible because then people will want it to happen and then they'll but be disappointed when it doesn't. No but I think they're 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 leaving they're leaving a, a candle out. You know they're leaving the door right. a crack open. And if Gallinari is able to come back, they'll let him. I don't think they're counting on it. But I mean it's that it's at the very early part of the best case scenario of an ACL recovery, which is eight months. If he gets it, he gets it which gets him back in late March, early April in time to get conditioned and maybe contribute a little in the playoffs. That's it. Like the, the door's open, but I mean, I don't think they're counting. I don't know if you get a feeling. I think there's, I think they're sneaky. I think they're. There's a prayer. Somewhat optimistic that it's possible. You know, they've, it's not a completely shut door. I, I, I don't think, I think they think it's possible. Yeah, I think, if, I think that Gallinari is going to push it to play, and I think they're going to let him. Yeah. It's not like we're dealing with this guy who's 23 years old here, and, and they had to think about this career long term. This guy wants to win a championship. What do you think? Here's the thing: it's not it's it's not an easy conversation. We've had it. This is such a big year for them. You don't know when the doors this open again. You don't know when the roster's in as such a good of a place as it is now. You have picks. You have salaries. If you can find one guy, even if it's a rental like Pirtle, and it seems like they really like this Pirtle idea, you keep hearing about it over and over and over again. I don't know if that's the move, but if it's if it's Gallinari and Pritchard and you're like 2028 protection on that pick and your 2025 pick, if you really think Pirtle like solidifies your playoff chance or gives you that insurance that if you lose one of these bigs down the stretch, which is obviously your biggest concern health-wise, that makes you more bulletproof as a championship contender. All you're giving up is Gallinari's contract, Pritchard, two picks. Is that a ton to pay for some big, big insurance on your It's not. I just think they need something else more, you know? And especially since Pirtle's a rental and they're probably not going to re-sign him long-term. If it's a one-and-done, it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, I just... I'd shop for something else. The same way I felt with White last year. I'm like, everyone's like perfect fit. I'm like, I felt like they needed other things. Uh, and it's fine to get, ultimately you want talent and all they wanted to do was bolster their talent. They needed more NBA players because they didn't have enough of them. So adding him was good in the same way you just added Brogdon. That was the best NBA player you were going to get this year uh, with, you know, with the pieces that they traded. But, 
there's still areas of need you would rather address. And if you can do that, I would consider doing that. That's all. And the Pirtle thing feels like a a third big. I mean, how many centers it's do you insurance. need? It's insurance. It's, insurance John. is ridiculous. Like it's insu- you can you don't insu- when you can't insure things in the postseason. Like if your best players get hurt, you just lose. Like that's what happens. Middleton goes out, you lose. Like it doesn't matter if you have a wing to but you behind know what the Middleton. No is, one's going to supplement what Middleton does. So again, you're not. What are you going to? You're going to bring in a starter caliber guy as insurance? It's insane to me. You know, like Pirtle's a starter. Like Pirtle's a good player. You're going to bring him in to back up two other guys. It just seems like a weird waste. You have other needs. I think you got to address them if you can. Pirtle's going to be a hefty price for a thing that's an insurance and a bit of a luxury. I don't fully get it. What are we going to say if we get to June and Rob's knee flares up and you lose the title? It will suck. (laughs) We're going to have lived this whole year for for not insuring your product here. And – that's that's the balance they're striking here is yes the reasoning for wanna... keeping Pritchard right now is insurance and you're going to trade insurance for insurance you know like I, I'm just I I don't fully get well, it Pritchard there. Pritchard and Hauser and Cornette and these kind of guys you also look at them as your system and you bring you're trying to raise these guys up year after year get them more and more ready I mean what these guys were when they first arrived in Boston, all of them versus what they are now is impressive. And we've talked about their organizational depth. It is kind of comparable to baseball, John, like their farm system was empty. And now you have your Pritchard's Cornets and Hausers, and you're trying to bring up the cabin. That's still empty, Bobby. That's empty. That's empty. You know, we can split hairs there, but they have. No, it's not splitting hairs. Those, these are not prospects on the Celtics have here. They do not have prospects. They're not great prospects, but it's what they have. And so <laughs> you could clear them out again and then have nothing like nothing there, which would be no Pritchard, no Hauser, no Cornet, all the guys down the line. Or they have roster all filler. In on That's one. all they've got. They've got roster filler. All right. So These you are- should you should you should want to trade them. You he absolutely does. want he to does. trade them. I just want to trade them for something other than Pirtle. That's that's all. I all like right. the- that's just the name we have. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll that's think all. about wings and other big men or maybe more versatile four or five wings and, guys wings and things yeah, yeah. Wings yeah. And things but i don't know i don't hate the portal idea just because the two things we've talked about insurance for rob insurance against a grant departure in the off season which is I also a, the other thing we have to factor in here i have a theoretic i have a question for you guys what do you think would have happened to grant this year if galinari played uh, was healthy all year what do i think would have happened to him yes he would have had a battle I, Plays less minutes. Would have been interesting, right? Would have had a battle, especially since Gallinari plays the same position. Yeah. Hauser probably plays the wing spot. You can't play him at the five and four. That's where Gallinari would have had to play. Would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just curious. It is so funny. Like, the whole thing is interesting. um, Just how it's worked out. Yeah, but anyway, we are going to wrap it. This was our kind of. We wanted to get Bobby in. We know the stream yeah. crashed. We I don't apologize. know what the hell happened. Yeah, that was crazy. I'm. Not, I hate blaming the tech, but Spe- this- speaking of Grant, I did talk to him tonight. After the system the crashed. Yeah, I'm going to have some more coming from now on CLNS Media, but he is struggling over the last month and month plus here, and you're starting to see these defenses force him into some really tough decisions in those spots. He had that one for eight game we talked about. Uh, against Charlotte tonight again, I thought that he really took him out of the corners and made him 
play around the basket more. And it's just been a challenge for him. And he admitted to me like that, like, He's he's been struggling to make those decisions out of the corner. The up fakes, you see him do it again and again out of those spots, kind of dribble into chaos once he gets taken out of those corners. It's a it's a bad it's a bad shooting month for him. He's he's forty percent from the field, thirty from three for the month. You know he's got that he's got two twenty point games, but he's got a lot of no shows. You know, Um, so he's really struggling to to figure out how to affect the game on the offensive end. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a big part of this audition. He's he's on for free agency, and you almost wonder how much that comes into play. I'm sure I'll talk to him at that at some point about that. You know, tonight probably wasn't the night, but um, I want yeah. to see like what he's going through there. And I got some good insight from him. He's on it. going through the, the mediocrity that's coursing through his veins. Like I don't know what it is. You know, like it's just it just is what it is. You know, I don't know how else to put it. Like he's not a star. He's a he's a bench. He's a he's a contributing player. He's a good. He's a role player who right now is, is struggling within that role as well. But like I just he's not. He's not him. I mean, he's good. Like, I do think we've inflated Grant to a weird mythical status. He's he can do some good things. And when he gets hot and when he gets in those court, when he's hitting those threes from the corner, it's great. And when he can guard Giannis or guard one of those bigger guys and kind of give you an extra body to throw at some of those guys, those are great. But I think we're picking moments from Grant and turning them into his everything. And I don't think Jimmy's mentioned it before. It's just not a night in, night out thing, you know, uh, with, with him. He's a role player. He's a role player. And when he plays he's situational role, too, on top yes, of and situational when he plays it well in the right situation he's excellent to have on the team it's better to have him than not have him but again i just don't know that you know he's uh you know this irreplaceable cog here you know no you need him to be more involved though because of how efficient he is and i think that efficiency is what takes him from being a role guy to someone who's important and should factor in more than he does in, in, in crunch time situations. Not always, of course. You have your lineup there with your guards, your forwards, and your one center. But when he needs to close a game like this, he needs to be involved and make good, quick decisions on top of it. So he, he does much as Tatum look, is part of that. He, we have to – you got to look at Grant just what he is just – Grant is a guy who's just a man without uh, without a position. That's always been his issue. He's done a really good job for himself to turn him into a three and D sort of guy mm-hmm. by slimming down, working on that three point shot, adapting his game from what it was in college. But the reality is, he's not super quick to stick, you know, a three and and get on guys. He can remain competitive. He's not big enough to really bang with bigs. When he gets into the paint, he has a difficult time getting his shot off. I mean, he's fairly limited in what he can do. So when you ask him to kind of reach beyond that uh or when the defenses are doing what they're doing now and kind of you know rush running him off the corner here and trying to get him to you know get to the basket it's just not his game you know it's 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 not it's not it's not it's not what he's suited to do so yeah i don't know Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap again. Thanks, guys, for jumping on this stream, those of you that did. Um, thanks, Sherrod and Jimmy, for hanging in there through our technical difficulties. Uh, Joe Sway, we're going to have pray to Pray for Joe Sway. Everybody pray for Joe Sway. Just say a prayer for him tonight. We're not sure. We, we, haven't, been Bobby, able to, Bobby, you we haven't been able to get in touch with him. Bobby, is that steel drums going in the background? <laughs> Bobby, what's up tonight, man? I Where hope so. I need a show. I don't know, Jimmy. Have you been down here? I like I I, I, the guy asked, I got the I got the whole day tomorrow which is gonna be great. Oh wow. You uh lathering up, you get the SPF going? As Jimmy yeah. likes to say, the cream cheese. I, the I, SPF I checked cream cheese. 
I checked into the golf course this morning, which was great. Played pretty good, too. Had, like, three or four pars. Wow, really? I, I love that. Yeah, it was an easy course, but, again. Mini, I, I didn't know you were a mini golfer. <laughs> <laughs> it was borderline mini golf. It was, it was a par three, but felt good to be out there. Have fun. There you go. Hey, mini golf is good. Hey, I finally got a burner. <laughs> hey, we saw that uh, two days ago or yesterday. It's pies. Everybody pray for Sway. Joe Sway thought it was actually you. He, he didn't know the joke. <laughs> no, I was legit out. I was out, out. I was, I was entertaining. Um, and uh, yeah, the five o'clock game threw me. Anyway, uh, thanks guys for hanging out. We're back on Thursday. All of these knuckleheads will be back at the garden uh, doing nice. their thing. Nick Celtics, yeah. always fun. Randall had himself a little bit of a, at least a, a good early start to tonight's game. I'm not sure how that ended. They ended up winning, I think. Nice. Right? Good for them. They did. They, beat the, they beat the Cavs. He had, uh, he had 36. Yeah. Wow. Lakers and Nets after that. Bobby needs game. an apology cam for uh, for Randall, who we wrote wow. off last year. He's been pretty – he's been much better. But anyway. Um, Sneaky top 10 scorer, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're done. Thanks again for those of you who hopped over from one stream to the other. We're sorry for the technical difficulties, yeah. uh, but we will see Won't happen you guys again. on one stream and one stream only on Thursday night. We promise that. Take care. <laughs>